0: this podcast, Magnified Word. My name's Jim Drinks. In our last episode, we talked about how because God's so good that he's made it available to be righteous before him and to have eternal life simply by believing on his son, Jesus Christ. And in this episode, I want to look some at the glory of that eternal life that we have access to by believing on Jesus Christ. The first scripture I want to read is in John chapter 6. Remember in the last episode, we looked at John 3.16, which talks about whosoever believes on God's only begotten Son will not perish, but has everlasting life. In John 6, verse 35, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, That you also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me. That every one which seeth the Son, and believeth on Him, may have everlasting life. And I will raise Him up at the last day. See, as Christians, even if we die, we're not going to be lost forever. But Jesus Christ is going to to raise us up. John chapter 11. In John 11, this is a record where Lazarus died and then uh, Jesus came there and he was talking to his sister Martha. And in verse 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Whoever believes on Jesus Christ will never die. And that's in the sense of not perishing and, and being gone forever. You know, we might die, but uh, but the Bible calls it sleeping. Uh, we'll look more at that later, because we're uh, those of us who have believed on Jesus Christ. We're not going to be permanently dead. We're not going to perish. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. 1 Corinthians 15 gets into the specifics of how death came by Adam, but resurrection from the dead came by Jesus Christ. And we'll start in verse 20. It says, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. The first fruits of a crop, or like the first, first produce that comes out of it, and then more comes later. Here it talks about Jesus Christ being the first fruits of the dead, meaning that more people are going to rise from the dead. Verse 21. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Because of Adam's sin, every person dies. But even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Because of Jesus Christ, All are going to be raised from the dead. Verse 23 says, But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's, at his coming. Verse 35, But some man will say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool? That which thou sowest is not quickened, except to die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain. It may be chance of wheat, or of some other grain. Meaning, when you plant something, you don't plant the finished product. Um, like if you want to grow a pumpkin. You don't plant a pumpkin in the ground, but you plant a pumpkin seed in the ground. You don't sow the body that shall be, but bear grain. Verse 38 But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased Him, and to every seed His own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, meaning there's heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon. And another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. That's a great thing to know. You know, when there's, when someone's dead and, uh, and then they get buried, they're in a very sad, uh, condition. And it's, um, yeah, it's very sad. But here it says, it's sown in dishonor, it's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, it is raised in power. See, it's, Although it's in a bad condition, when it's buried, it's going to be raised in power and glory. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a, quicken- a quickening, meaning a life-giving spirit. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy, meaning he was made of earth. Remember Genesis talks about how Adam was formed from the dust of the ground. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Isn't that wonderful? Right now, we're wearing the earthly body, but it says just as we're wearing that, we're going to also wear the heavenly body. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. See, these flesh and blood bodies that we have now, they can't enter into heaven. But verse 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. The corruptible would be referring to people who are dead at that time and whose bodies are corrupting. The mortal would be referring to people who are still alive at that time and who have mortal bodies. And then verse 54 says, So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory. And that was written in the book of Isaiah. And that will come to pass. Death will be swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know, That your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, so there's going to be a trumpet that sounds. And the dead are going to be raised incorruptible. And they're going to put on, they're going to put on incorruptible bodies. And those that are still alive at that time, the the Christians still alive at that time, their bodies are going to be changed into immortal bodies. And death is going to be swallowed up in victory. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 20. For our conversation, and there that word conversation means citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working, whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. See, our bodies are going to be changed to be fashioned like unto Jesus Christ's glorious body. Acts chapter 1. Acts 1, verse 1. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. See, after he suffered and died, he was seen for forty days after he was raised from the dead by many indisputable proofs. Verse 4 says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. See, after he had said those things to him, they saw him go up into the sky, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. See, as soon as he went up there, there was those two angels there that told him that he's going to so come in like manner as you've seen him go up into heaven. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. See there, refers to uh, death as sleep. Because for the Christian, death would only be temporary. See, Jesus Christ died and rose again. And even so, Christians who have who have died, God's going to bring them with Jesus Christ. Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, and really that uh, that's an old English word that means not go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain, the Christians that remain alive at that time, are going to be caught up together with them, snatched up together with them, in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And this beautifully complements what we read in 1 Corinthians 15. That a trumpet's going to sound, and uh, the Christians who have died... Are going to rise and then the christians that are alive at that time along with the christians who have died are going to be snatched up together into the clouds to meet the lord jesus christ in the air and then we're going to always be with him see so as christians we don't need to be afraid of death. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 14. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. And there's another translation of verse 14 that I think is more accurate. And it reads Knowing that he who raised The Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us and present us with you alongside of Jesus. If we die before Jesus Christ comes back, then God's going to raise us from the dead just as he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And he's going to present us with all the other Christians alongside of Jesus. See, we have a glorious future to look forward to. Verse 15 says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not, we're not discouraged. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our late affliction which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In chapter 5, verse 1, it says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle We're dissolved. We have a building of God. And house not made with hands. Eternal in the heavens. See there it's talking about. If the physical body that we have now. Is dissolved. We have a. A new body. That's going to be like Jesus Christ's body. That we're going to live in. In the heavens eternally so we don't need to be afraid of death because if we die we've got a new glorious body that we're going to live in eternally in the heavens verse 2 says for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. It's talking about we're groaning not to not to die in the unclothed but to be clothed upon with our new body for Jesus Christ to come back and clothe us, clothe us with our new body. Verse 5 says, Now he that hath brought us for the selfsame thing as God, who also hath given unto us the earnest or the, the down payment of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that Whilst we are at home in the body, in this present body that we live in now, we're absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord, to no longer be in this present earthly body, but for Jesus Christ to come back. And for us to be with him in our new bodies. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Which according to his abundant mercy. Have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through believing unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time See, because we believed on Jesus Christ, we're kept or or guarded by the power of God unto a salvation that's going to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold to perish in, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. See, uh, it's not always easy in this life. There's manifold temptations. But as we uh, stay faithful to believe God's word in the midst of the trials of this life, then when Jesus Christ comes back, our believing is going to receive praise and honor and glory. Revelation chapter 20. Verse 14. In death and hell, And hell, uh, it comes from a a Greek word that really is referring to the state of death, the, the state of being dead. It says that death and the state of death were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. See, there's a time coming when death is going to be destroyed. Chapter 21, verse 1. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. See, this is what's in the future for us. That we'll get to live in this really wonderful place, in this really wonderful condition. Where there's going to be no more death. No more sorrow. No more crying, no more pain, because those will be former things that have passed away. And lastly, I want to look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together, he's made us alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. It says in the ages to come, so there's not just one age to come, but there's multiple ages to come. And it says that in those ages to come, he's going to display the exceeding riches of his grace by his kindness toward us. Isn't that something? That in, in those coming ages, God's gonna that's how God's gonna display the exceeding riches of his grace by his kindness toward us. Boy, so we've got some great stuff to look forward to. And so I encourage you to, to spend a lot of time in God's Word reading about what it says about the future glory that's coming for us. And just get that stuff deep in your heart so that you can enjoy that stuff and just, just have that in your mind and heart.